What is going on? Welcome to episode 86. We got Matt from across the pond. Tim, the doctor, not a doctor, fauna. Evan, preacher man, Fitzsimmons. And the one, the only, the freak show, Jalen Virgil is in there, his house, baby. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Been waiting Jaylen, on this one, man. Man, we've been waiting on this, and we're so excited that you're excited to be on the pub. And yeah, uh, I think we have one dope ass conversation. Let it fly, and honestly, just happy to have another Georgia guy on this podcast. We've had a lot of success with the Georgia boys, and we hope to keep this train rolling. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Hey, so let's just break it down. You're coming from Georgia. You and Cato were actually teammates. Correct me if I'm wrong there, but I think you guys were actually teammates. Yeah, yeah teammates in high school, man. Uh, I actually known Cato for a really long time. Me and Cato go way back, man. Like we. We actually didn't know how far we went back. Like my dad had sent me a video like a couple of years ago of us doing this little basketball camp when we were like four years old together. Like so two minute video of us being on the same team playing. So and then I've played him all the way through my uh Pee Wee football career too, just against him because we we're in the same county. And uh we actually ended up going to middle school and high school together and going to app together. So been a long Yo, journey. That is wild. Four years old. Crazy. Yeah. Wow. Well, Go way back, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're not lying. So nah. let's let's talk about you growing up in Georgia. Did you play multiple sports? Obviously, you played little league, like you said. But mm-hmm. um, anything else to add to it? So uh, the first sport I ever played was soccer. Before I played football, oh, uh, footy. All right, I was good, man, because I was I was left footed. So nobody, everybody was just surprised when I kicked with my left foot. But uh, played soccer. Only played for one year. Uh, ended up playing football from. Six years old, obviously, till now. Uh, played basketball all the way up until my freshman year. And then, you know, I was sorry, so I, I stopped playing after <laughs> freshman year. I shot – Kato could vouch for it. Uh, I shot an air ball at the free throw line like twice my, my freshman year, and I was like, oh, no. I'm done playing basketball, man. Like, it's not for me. And then, uh, obviously, track too, so – yeah, big track guy. A lot of people forget that you're a yeah, track man. star. He's still at App. You're still running that hundred. Yeah, man. I, I ran. I ran the hundred for two years at App. I ran in 2018 and 2019. So it was good, man. Um, I always been a track guy for real. I started running when I was in like I, I want to say seventh grade, sixth grade, seventh grade. But I've always been pretty fast. So I guess you can call me a track guy. I don't know. <laughs> No, that's I mean that's awesome. It explains where your speed kind of gets developed and comes from. You know, a lot of football yeah. coaches. I'm a football coach myself. I'm always, hey, go run track. You're gonna learn some fundamental yes. stuff that's gonna help yes. just take you to that next level. And obviously, it's worked for you. Yeah, I, I would advise any young guys to run track, man. It's, it, all it's gonna do is help you for whatever sport you play, whether it's basketball, football, whatever, soccer. It's all it's gonna do is help you. That's why I started playing it or started running track is to get me better at football. And I just end up being better better at it than what i thought so yeah dude absolutely uh when you're hooping i know it's short-lived what position did you play i played the two for the most part you know okay. uh i played the one for a little bit until my handles didn't my handles didn't really progress the way i wanted to so i couldn't <laughs> yeah. play the one for <laughs> for too long but uh i had a decent mid-range shot and i could i could get past people yeah. and take it to the hoop so i was a pretty yeah. decent shooting guard and hey, i also had go. some good defense so you and the boys ever ball up at the rec center up there? 
Yeah, we did. Me, yeah. uh, me, Noah, Kato, uh, Zach, Jacob. We would go out there every now and then and shoot some hoops. And it's always funny to watch watch football players try to hoop, man. Especially <laughs> running run run the court like fives, because people always get so mad. Because you know, we once we start missing shots, we just naturally. You know, kind of get like a little aggressive on defense and try and take right. it to the hall. Like you see Bobby with a hoodie on, Noah with the hoodie on, trying to bat people down and like strong, <laughs> like muscle on and stuff like that. This is funny. So, but yeah, we definitely went in there. You know, got beat by some by some <laughs> frat dudes and left the gym. So, and <laughs> hey, the SRC, I mean, you got people from all different walks of life, and you get a oh, five man. squad that can run, man. It, it, you can run it for a couple, but there's always a better team out there. There's always some team out there, and it, 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 I mean, it just it just made it so mad to lose to a guy like that because you know we all wanted to win so bad, but but it was it was always a good time to go in there and shoot some hoops. So hey, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So you ran the hundred. Anything else you did in track? Um, I in ran high the, school or collegiate. Yeah, in high school I did the one, two, four, and the four by four. So oh, nice. But the, the hundred was my main race. I did all those races. Until my senior year, and my senior year, I kind of told my coach that I was just trying to win state in the hundred. So I, that's pretty much all I did when it came down to crunch time. But uh, that's all I did in, in college too, the hundred and the four by one. So okay, yeah, yeah, makes makes a ton of sense. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you, you grow up, or you know, you're coming through high school. Obviously, you start producing on the football field. Film gets out there. How'd that recruiting yeah. that recruitment journey go for you? So actually, um, a lot of people don't know. But um, I really wasn't even pl- planning on playing college football. I mean, I didn't have any, I didn't have any football offers until after my senior season of high school. Uh, you know, I, I was kind of, I will kind of appear on film like in spurts every now and then my junior year. But uh, I was having trouble, you know, just kind of getting settled into the offense I was in, and me and the coaches weren't really like meshing the way I thought we would. So, and I was doing really well in track, man, and getting a whole bunch of looks in track from you know big schools like Georgia, A and M, and just schools that, that I was really aspiring to go to. Yeah. And uh, I told some of my best friends back here, like my head coach, that you know I thought that I was just gonna just you know focus on track my senior year, try to win state, and then you know just pursue that college track career. But my coach ended up and my my friends back home ended up convincing me to um, play football my senior year. And I ended up having a really good season and picked up a whole bunch of offers after my last game. And, you know, Apple was one of those schools to offer me. So ended up coming up there. Yeah. What, what sold you on App? I mean, everybody has their own story of like, hey, this is what it took. This is what it was. What made App special in your eyes? Man, they were just so persistent, man. It's like every other day, another coach was like, I, I would hear my name to call in the intercom. And you know, in high school, like whenever guys get their name called, everybody just like turns around and looks. Like people started to get like irritated with me because I would leave so much. And it was always at state down there. I'm like, these dudes will not leave me alone, bro. Like, oh my God. But I always, I always was told from people that, you know, played college football and college sports, like, you don't want to go to a school unless they really want you. Like, you want them to really recruit you and, like, show that they want you to be up there because, I mean, it's a nasty game. Like, colleges, I mean, not everybody's genuine, and sometimes people just want to try to fill spots. So, um, Apple's one of those teams who just really just came in there and just – uh, really just show that they want me to come up there, man. And I went on an official visit 
and, you know, fell in love. And Marcus Cox grew up like 10 minutes away from me, so I already knew about him. And I saw it was a winning program, man. And it was just a no-brainer whenever, you know, I kind of processed the offer and, you know, everything, all the logistics around it. So, Yeah, dude, absolutely. That makes a ton of sense. Uh, yeah. You know, you – you obviously chose app and then you registered 2016. And I think a lot of sports fans would go, Oh, retro year, whatever. That's a difficult decision to make. And, and how that affect you being redshirted? I mean, you're coming from a really great senior season. Now all of a sudden, you're not allowed to touch the field on yeah. game day. Well, for me, it was kind of like, it wasn't disappointing for me as it probably is for other guys. Like I knew that I had raw talent. Um, whenever I, I was in high school, like a lot of football guys would, um, use the off season just to work on their football mechanics. But for me, I would just go straight to the track and run, you know? So I had a lot of, like, I had a lot of raw talent going to college. Like I wasn't really just a receiver. I didn't, I didn't have natural hands. I didn't know how to run routes and stuff like that. So I actually needed a developmental year to just learn football and just, you know, improve. So, I mean, I just took it as, you know, time to get better because I knew I was to have four years. So, Dude, that's an awesome mindset. I mean, that's a great yeah. mindset. Yeah. Uh, Worked out pretty well. Yeah, dude. App wide receivers. I mean, that's a really, really big room. You got a lot of personalities in that room, a lot of talent yeah. in that room, and you yeah, decide to come that. back for your super senior year. Mm-hmm. How was that the decision-making for you? Man, I'm not going to lie. It was a pretty tough decision. Um, you know, there was a lot that went into it. I'd have a lot of different conversations, but, uh, you know, bottom line is, you know, it, it, it's hard for anybody to leave app, man. I mean, app, app is just <laughs> such a special place. And, yeah. you know, I, I had already made such a legacy there and, you know, we didn't win the Sunbelt championship the year before. So it was kind of like, we were all like, man, we can't just, we can't end it like this. And, you know, I want to just have another year to play with the guys. You know, I knew that I could still accomplish everything I wanted to if I came back. So, I mean, I just took it as, you know, a blessing to get that extra year. And I was like, you know, God was just telling us he can't end like this. So, Hey, absolutely, absolutely. We, you know, All of us rap guys, Matt, even from across the pond, he roots for rap. And, uh, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, we were excited to hear you guys come back. We're like, hell yeah, we got something special. And yeah, it was man. a special season. This. I know it did yeah. in the way you, you guys wanted and the fan base wanted, but still, yeah, it's an no. incredible season. Nah, yeah, definitely a great season, man. You know, with App, it's kind of hard to, you know, call it a successful season if you don't win a Sunbelt Championship. But, I mean, I, I just think that that goes to show how, you know, how much of a winning tradition we have at App State. Like, everybody expects us to win, and so do we. And, you know, a 10-win se- season isn't enough. So, you know, unless you get that Sunbelt Championship on top. So, and that's crazy to say. You go to a lot of universities, like, we got 10 wins. Oh, let's party at Appetite. Like, yeah. Not enough. Like you said, it, it's just wild. We're a spoiled fan base. We're a spoiled oh, alumni. Oh. But that's a good thing, though. You guys back it up. Exactly. It's yeah, a it's thing. a good thing. We can usually back it up, man. You know, yeah. Just sometimes stuff doesn't always go as planned, but, you know, we try, we always try our best. Coaching staff tries their best. So, you know, hopefully they can get it done next year. I pray hey. they do. So. <laughs> Absolutely, I'll say us here too. Yeah. Uh, what what game did you have circle on your calendar? I feel like I know the answer, but I have to. Ask. What game? You, are, you, I you know the answer, man. You know the answer. <laughs> it sucks though because I didn't get to play in the game, man. But yeah. uh, Coastal Carolina for sure. Yeah. And it's crazy because actually, I actually met the uh, Coastal dudes. I, I met Gallagher and 
uh, another one of the linebackers down at the Hula Bowl. <laughs> it was oh, man. Talking about the game. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was, I was, you know, you we're gonna we'll talk about hula ball here in a second, and I was, yeah, that was gonna be a question because I knew there were some coastal guys there. I wonder if we yeah. chirped it or we just dapped each other up and yeah, you know, water on the bridge. But uh, that's awesome, boys. Any, any questions for Mister Jalen Virgil? I just wanted to. I, I was, can, I was curious about Jalen Virgil, the kick returner, just because mm-hmm. I gave you a shout out early on in the year. Mm-hmm. You took one to the house in Miami. And I think I said Devin Hester esque, you know, like in the in in the house of one of the greatest college returns of all time, and you had a nice little uh, shimmy move. I think you yep. broke the kicker's ankles. I did, uh, I did. and you took and you took one to the house on Georgia Southern. Yeah. Um, so I think it makes sense with the track. But did you did you return kicks in high school? And then kind of what was that transition for you? Did it come natural, or was that was that kind of a hard process to learn? Yeah, I never returned kicks until I got to college, man. I, I don't know why. I don't know why I didn't. Uh, my coaching staff in high school just never really nudged me to do it, and I didn't know any better. So I just focused on playing receiver. But, uh, man, my first ever kick return was against UNCC at home in 2019, and I almost took it back to the house. Like, I, I just caught it. And everything just happened so fast. And after I after I returned, I was like, man, that was that was kind of natural. Like I didn't even think about that. Like I just did it. But that was when Darrington was there. So like we kind of split reps a little bit whenever he was tired, because he, you know, he took all the reps from running back. I would go in there and for the most part, I would take advantage of the opportunity. So the coaches were like, man, I mean, next year when Darrington leaves, you know, that's gonna be your spot to kick return. So Man, this is, I think it's one of the most natural things for me, like as a football player, is, is kick returner. So, and a lot of the uh, scouts for the, for the, when I was at the Hula Bowl, said so they want to see me begin to pump return. So, that's something I'll be working on too. So, I could just be, you know, labeled as a good return specialist at the next level. So, yeah, that, I, that brings me to the question real quick. If you don't mind me hopping in here, Fitz, but are you going to market yourself as a specialist or? I, hey, I'm a I, I do both. I'm a hybrid, baby. Um, what do you mean by that? Like return specialists or just like? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. So some guys they know in their league they're gonna make it yeah. in special teams, and they're like, hey, I'm a returner. Yeah, that's what I do. So I mean, for me, it's like uh, I'm not gonna label myself as a return specialist. Like I know that's what I can do. Like I want to show everybody that you know I'm actually more than just a return specialist. Yeah. Like I'm working to be an all around player. I want to go somewhere and be able to contribute in as many ways as I can. So I'm just working towards becoming the best receiver, the best special teams guy I could be, because I know that, you know, I know my key is going to be uh, my key, my initial key to making it to the next level is going to be a special teams guy at first. So I already know that's what it's going to be, but, you know, in my opinion, I want to work as hard as I can to be the most versatile I can. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, you mentioned, you mentioned before we got on, you know, big Falcons fan, you know, Cordell Patterson, yeah. that's kind of a similar, you know, was drafted probably as a specialist yeah. and no one really could figure out how to use him. And then this year with the Falcons, just like, just padding his stats. It's like, oh man, how yeah. has no one thought to put this guy at tailback over yeah. all these years? So yeah, it's a, it's a different journey, but it can be done obviously. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's definitely definitely a different journey, but that's actually funny because people would ask me who I would compare myself to. And I would say, I mean, I know there I don't have film of running back and like film at different positions, but I could see myself developing into a uh, Cordell Patterson's because I feel I feel very comfortable with the ball in my hands and you know I could really contribute on special teams so I like that answer that's a good answer yeah that's so cool. we'll see man well Fitz that kind of ties into your normal question here you yeah I know it? and I, I hesitated to ask it but I always <laughs> always do uh, NFL ceiling and NFL floor with uh-huh. our with our App State guys so basically just uh, a comparison so who do you aspire to be NFL levels, kind of your ceiling, and then kind of who you maybe mm. realistically are. And you can take it, you can look at it through the specialist lens or wide receiver lens, but yeah, what's your game most like? Um, my game most like, I know it's a bold comparison, but uh, I don't know if you guys ever watched like Percy Harvin film before. I feel like I can that's my that's my ceiling. It's like just, you know, being like an electric playmaker and you know, obviously did didn't he return? Yeah. Like yeah, he returned. Yeah, he was dead with it. Yeah. Yeah, I hated so, him because he was good. Yeah, he was an animal. He was an animal. So that's kind of one guy that I've always like looked at and been like, damn, like I I feel like I can see myself developing into that if I really you know, if everything goes right, and I just put that time in to develop into that. And then you said the floor, like the worst it can be. Yeah, it's like I, and honestly, it's just kind of like an either like a more realistic version. Mm-hmm. It could be a shitty version of Percy Harvin. It, it's kind of like however. You, <laughs> it's kind of like however right. you see it. Yeah, I'll say a shitty version. Um. <laughs> so y'all know I'm a speed guy. Like, I think that I'm going to be able to run a four two on pro day. So. I think no. that the shitty comparison would be like a John Ross who like ran really, really fast and everybody is like, dang, like you got to get him and yeah. then just get there and, you know, kind of like underwhelm people. That's my shitty comparison. That's a great one. Hacky <laughs> probably knows that one yeah. all too well. Uh, all yeah. too well. I'm a big you Madden know, guy. You know I've heard about that, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. John Ross, I mean, deadly speed. I'm a big Madden guy. And so people always slept on my bingles. I'm like, hey, you get man on main coverage with John Ross. I know it's a video game. It's not real life. I'm going to the house on that yeah. subject, son. It Straight matter. vertical every time. Yeah. But no, yeah. That's a, that's a good answer. Good answer. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Tim, Matt. Yeah, Jalen. Um, I've been looking at uh, your stats, man. So you're sitting here th- saying you're going to run or you think you hit a 4 2. I'm looking at your your freak list here. What is it? You're benching what 405. Your your close grip benching 345. Like, yeah, yeah. You got the speed, but dang, you could pancake someone with these numbers. Uh, yeah. Wow, that's pretty good. Um, so similar to Fitz, I have a question I ask uh, all of our App State athletes, and it kind of gives our viewers just you know off the field uh, lens of of just your life. So yeah. If you, you know, you fulfill uh, an illustrious football career, uh, you achieve everything you want to, and you have nothing left in the NFL or, or football in general, what are you doing? If money's not object, what are you doing? Are you on a yacht somewhere partying? Are you doing philanthropy? What What is Jalen doing? That's a really good question, man. Uh I'll probably say just spending time with my family, man. You know, I, I love hanging out with my family. 
uh, I have a beautiful girlfriend. I have great friends. So just spending time with my loved ones. I mean, that's the that's my favorite thing. That's what I like doing the most. So just really laying low and just enjoying enjoying time with loved ones. So got the boy. Good good answer. Clap it up for the man club there. You you hit that you know, beautiful girlfriend. Clip that for us and that's your on her birthday. Like, <laughs> yeah, shout out to you, babe. Please. I like that. Send me that. Send me that. <laughs> You know, one thing I've noticed, um, and yeah, great answer, Jalen. I've noticed Thanks. that several App State athletes, um, you know, the, the answers we're hearing is not so much party and going crazy. It's really like yeah. um, an introspective, hey, let me spend some time with the people who have helped me get here and yeah, yeah. who maybe I can help. And it's it's really nice to hear that it's not so much look at me. It's more like, hey, this is my family or my loved ones and let's grow. So, yeah, good answer. I like it. Yeah, appreciate it. I mean, I think at the end of the day, like not everything that's happened to me, like all the success I've had and all the fair, failures I've had, you know, the people that I've been around, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to get through any of it without them. So, I mean, that's who that's who's most important to me. The people that, you know, are genuine with me and just love me for who I am. So that's awesome, man. Yeah, thank you. Um, well, I've only got one quick question. That is, nice accent, man. Thank you very much. Uh, Tim sort of slightly mentioned it. What age did you realize that you're an athletic freak? <laughs> That's a, nobody's ever asked me that before. That's a good question. That's a really good question. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably say like, I'd probably say probably like my sophomore year. It's, I can't really put like a day. Like, I didn't wake up one day and be like, dang. <laughs> when like, put, well, like potato you sack race. Yeah. <laughs> but I've always, I mean, a lot of it's natural, but I've always really been a hard worker, man. So like I knew that, you know, I, I always put goals in front of myself and I just try to chase them. So I'm like, I'm pretty persistent when it comes to that. Like, so but I'll probably say, like like you, like I said, probably like my sophomore year, you know, I started developing on the track with my speed. I ran like a, a low 4.3 in high school, like, uh, and then, you know, I was putting up numbers in the weight room, and my coach, you know, actually got, like, nominated as, like, a something, some type of All-American in the weight room. I forget what it was called, but my strength and conditioning coach still has nothing in the office, so, like, yeah, probably like around my sophomore junior year, I just kind of realized that, you know, I was capable of doing some things athletically that other people weren't. So and I just kind of took that and ran with it and continued to work hard. So, Fair enough. Very good. Um, <laughs> one final one. Uh, what's your go-to drink when you're going out? Uh, you know, or a bar or whatever. Crown Coke. Crown and Coke. I like you. Good answer. Very nice. Yeah. It's it's been my that was my go to throughout throughout my whole app career just Crown of Coke whenever I'm at Ale House or Portos or something like that. Just go to that Crown of Coke. R.I.P. Portos by the way. Yeah. Had a lot of fun nights in there. It's a shame, man. It seems like because honestly, I feel like before I got there, I don't know if y'all ever went, but I went on my official visit to Klondike and man, like that was one of the best times I had it at. When I came yeah. up for my official visit at Klondike, and now it's like that was the thing that left when I first got there, and now Portals is gone as soon as I leave. It seemed like the, the good bars are always on rotation. Y'all think yeah. L House is next? Uh, we hope not. We pray not. 
We gotta say, yeah, man. I, <laughs> I didn't realize Portos was out. Yeah, the yeah. news broke last week, I think. Oh man, yeah, breaking news. What happened? Do y'all know what happened? I don't have a clue. I was trying to dig up some research. I was hoping you would have the answer for us. That's really why I, I had in a pod to figure out what happened to Portos. <laughs> yeah, man, I should know. Like, I have no idea, man. I I saw it. I saw it like last week. I was like, dang, that's that's a shame. I was like, I'll be I'll be hurt if I was still there because it was honestly just starting to get back to what it not what it was before COVID, but it was on the way. So right, yeah. I was I excited mean, about that. Absolutely. And you hurt you hurt my heartstrings there. Klondike, me and my wife, I was a bouncer and she was a bartender when we were in college. Dang, that's where I met at. Uh, no, no, we were a blind uh, date, but yeah, we met up at App and we decided to work there. And you know, we, when it tore down, we're like, oh, at least there's Portos, at least there's L House, yeah. there's still some good stuff there. And now it's like, L House, you're you're a savior here. So <laughs> exactly, that's the last one. Do, do, do y'all not think they should build like a a club up there somewhere? Like, like do y'all you know, not think that'd be a good idea? They had Char, which I don't know if it's still up there or not. And that was at night; it turned to a club. Mm, I never heard of that before. Yeah. And that was the only get, thing that was close to it. Local, yeah, it would, it would get pretty ratchet in there. It get ratchet, get ratchet but I feel like they would, <laughs> would make so much money, though. Like, if they had different nights, like 18 and up for the young yeah. people, and then 21 and up, like, have, like, a little, you know, pregame type of deal for our games. Like, they can make so much money in there. Like, yeah. People I, don't have anywhere to go and boom. So, man, hey, maybe that could be it. Maybe we could do Entrepreneur right there. Yeah. yeah. Us five right here. Let's What's going in, on? Let's go. Let's go with it, man. I'm 100% down. We, me and my roommates talk about this all the time. I'm like, yeah. I don't even want to go there. I just know that it would be <laughs> such a good, like, investment. Like, everybody would go, especially, like, after a game or, like, oh, yeah. there's, like, a, a night every week, karaoke night, all kind of stuff. Oh, dude, yeah, absolutely. You're right. Boone needs it. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the hula ball real quick. We'll put you on the hot seat. Let's do it. We talked about it before we got on air here, but – the what the big stuff in these senior bowls and and after the season games is is the practice and the reason is that because scouts are coming from all over the place you get a chance to show off your skill level in Orlando I know it's supposed to be in Hawaii and we can talk about that you can talk about that a little bit but how was that experience for you just that week of practice leading up to the game oh man it was awesome man I mean I got a chance to compete against some great athletes I mean elite competition all week got coached by actually he was a former head coach of the Falcons that I used I used to watch him all the time Mike Smith uh there were a whole bunch of legendary coaches there just coaching us all week got to learn different NFL terminology uh and man like I said there was about 150 scouts there so uh we had two different practice fields two different teams we were split like down the middle for the guys and you know uh you would talk to people whenever we had free time at the hotel in the lobby, like different scouts and, you know, people would reach out to you <clears throat> and, you know, just ask you different questions, interview you, you know, just kind of get your background information. And then you would see them out there the next day just watching your practice, taking notes, man. So it was like, you know, you just had everything you wanted right in front of you. All you had to do was perform. So it was a, it was an awesome opportunity, man. And, uh, I'd advise anybody gets to gets an invite to the hula bowl to go to that, man. I, mean, I know there's a lot of great, you know, obviously, if you get the NFLPA game, East-West Shrine, or, you know, the, the senior ball like the Marco, you know, obviously, you want to go to that. But, you know, the Hula Bowl was definitely over exceeded my expectations. So That is awesome. It, it seemed like – I don't remember hearing a lot about it, but this season, they were able to get some really, really big names, like yourself yeah. included, in, yeah. in Meech. And, like, they did a good job marketing it, and it was just a fun game to watch. Yeah, I only watched the highlights awesome. and snippets of it, but it was awesome. They did a good job. 
Yeah, it was a great week, man. All around great week. Good deal. Good deal. It was in Orlando. Did you get experience Orlando a little bit? Man, not really. We had, we were busy pretty much all day. Like if you weren't talking to scouts, you were looking at the playbook or, you know, you were taking a different, they had you take like an AIQ test, wonder, wonder lick test, sight tests, uh, just all kind of different tests, you know, just to like test your reaction time, memory, you know, football, IQ, all kind of stuff. So for the most part, man, if you weren't doing something like that, you were just trying to lay down and get some rest. But they did have a day, they did have a day before the game where everybody went to Disney World. But me and Meech talked about it. We were like, man, we could go to Disney World, but like for the most part, it was just kid, like a kid setting. And plus like, you know, we're gonna have to walk around all day and stand in line and like be in the heat and the game was the next day. We were like, nah, we're just gonna chill in the room. So we just, we just chill in the room and just relax. But uh, we had opportunity to, but you know, it was really a business trip. So that's what we went down there and did, so. Good answer, yeah, it's a solid answer. They should have said that Disney World for the day after. You might have been more likely yeah, to go. Yeah, if they would do the day after, that would have been an awesome way to cap off the week. But right before yeah. the game, I was like, nah, I'd rather just chill. <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, yeah. Well, Jay, we're going to put you on the hot seat here. First answer that comes to mind, just spout it off. And, you know, we only got about five or six questions here. And, boys, hop in if you got any random fire questions for him. All right. NFL draft day, first round, first pick. You're drafted by? Uh, oh. Do I choose? Or are you saying, like, yeah, you get to choose. realistic? Oh, I, I get to choose. More realistic. It's up to you. Whatever you want. <laughs> However you want to spin this. Oh, Chiefs. Chiefs, Patrick all right. Holmes. Yeah, yeah. Patty's throwing you the ball. I like that. that. That was a bad first answer. That's all right. Timing wise, it's only up I, didn't, I didn't understand all the way. I didn't understand all the way. So like that. All right, I got you. All right, Mount Rushmore of musical artists: Drake, uh, Michael Jackson. Is it four? It's four. Yeah, four. Yep. Drake, Michael Jackson. Um, hey, why am I blanking right now? Lil Wayne. <laughs> uh. Uh, who's the last one I want to say? It's at the tip of my tongue. Um, dang, man. I wish I could have <laughs> thought about this for real. <laughs> uh, Bob Marley, whatever. Bob Marley, uh, okay. I like that. That's all I think. Fitz, you seem a little, little upset that you picked Drake. I was, like, I was like, come on. Like, Kendrick or? I mean, I don't know. It's just like, nah, nah, nah. I'll put Kendrick's uh, second, second team out Rushmore. I, I, was thinking, I, I was thinking of Atlanta rappers too. I was like, um, yeah, yeah, Andre three thousand. Yeah. yeah, see, Luda, uh, Gucci, young but yeah, young, yeah. Um, all right, someone's painting your self portrait. You know, they always hold like a weird item in their hand. What item are you holding as they paint your portrait? Um, what item am I holding as they paint my portrait? Or wearing, or whatever it might be. I probably say holding a smoothie. I drink the smoothie. <laughs> Big smoothie guy, smoothie king. I like you, smoothie guy. Yeah, good deal. Uh, <laughs> they're making a movie, The Freak Show, starring about your life. Who's the main character playing you? Oh, um, Michael B. Jordan. Good answer. That's solid. I can see that. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, favorite game you played it in your whole career? It could be Little League, middle school, high school, collegiate. Hmm. That's a great question. Uh, I'll probably say Coastal Carolina my freshman year. Nice. Solid. Any reason? 
I had 186 yards, two touchdowns. That was my first time like having a crazy game. So first time or second time scoring at home, but like that was just my best statistical game. And I was I was a young buck, so it was a great confidence booster. Absolutely, I love it. Uh, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You pick the night. Where are you headed to? And boom. Uh, Thursday night at the house with the boys karaoke night. I like it. I like it. That's been a favorite of you guys, man. You gonna love the karaoke. Oh, That's awesome, bro. What, what's your you, karaoke? We used, have, song? we used to have a ball in there. A ball in there. You said it was my karaoke song. Yeah. Um, I don't have a specific one, but I feel like I've performed bartender like a couple too many times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, Boys, I think that's about the only questions I got for him in the hot seat. You guys got anything for him real quick? Yeah, I'll fold it at the beginning. <laughs> uh, favorite through. favorite stadium ready. apart from uh, uh, Boone they played in? Uh, favorite stadium. Yeah. Um, man, we played so many great stadiums. Uh, I have to say Happy Valley, Penn State. Like, that was crazy. And I played it. I've been at Rocky Top. Tennessee, I've been to, I've been there, and I've been to Sanford Stadium at UGA. Uh, I'll probably say Penn State though. That was ridiculous. Like, whenever we were down or whenever we were winning, it was silent. Like, <laughs> whenever we, were, whenever we were, whenever they scored and made a play, like you couldn't hear anything. That's how that's how Tennessee was. But Penn State was just a little bit different because I was actually like playing a little bit. So, wow. Yeah, I don't blame you at all. That Penn State's been a pretty yeah. common one, and, and for obvious reasons, it's Happy Valley. Yeah. It's well known. Yeah, that uh, jump was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine ridiculous. Well, we're gonna hop into some normal. We're gonna talk about the Jamaican bobsled. I don't know if you've seen the movie Cool Runnings or not, but we had to talk about the Jamaican bobsled team. I haven't seen that before. No. Yeah. Oh, what oh. Jay? Come on, Jay. <laughs> My fault, y'all. My fault. <laughs> well. Jamaica qualifies a bobsled team for the first time in 24 years. It's been since, I think, 96, That's 97 crazy. since they qualified a bobsled team. They actually qualified three separate teams for this year's Olympics mm-hmm. or next year's Olympics. Um, it's the first time since a famous movie, Cool Runnings. If you, had to go, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's great. I had to play this clip for it. I got to watch it. And the clip's not working. Anyways. <laughs> <go on. laughs> I was waiting. I was excited. Uh, but – Fitz, I know you were a big Cool Runnings fan growing up. Yeah, I love great movie. Um, so the whole story was that three, I think it was like three Jamaican runners didn't qualify for the Summer Olympics as sprinters. And so they just started training for bobsled. Dang. So they had like just the fastest dudes and they were making like record time and they crashed. And it's like, it's based on a true story, but obviously Disney gets a little crazy with it but it's still you know it's still very watchable it's a great movie check it out john candy is best yeah yeah john candy is best exactly uh (laughs) hold on i might have another audio clip we'll see no never mind all right right. worst podcast host ever yeah i know (laughs) oh well uh but yeah pretty cool we don't think of jamaica as a bobsled team or really a winter olympic sports country and they're qualifying three separate teams so just had a shout out to them we're 90 kids so anytime we get a cool runnings reference in there we gotta throw it in there right all right now nfl wild card weekend popped off did you watch some wild did you watch a little wild card weekend 
I did. In fact, I did. Yeah, it was it was a crazy weekend, man. I think the craziest game was the Cowboys Cowboys game. Absolutely. Let's talk about that because Tim's a big Cowboys hater, and uh, <laughs> he's pretty happy. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jalen. <laughs> great time to be a Cowboys hater. <laughs> great time. So there's the scores popping off. Let's talk about that Cowboys game. 23 to 17. Niners get the win. And uh, really, it comes down to a center mistake. He ha- he grabs the ball before the ref can actually place the ball down. And you can't do that. And kind of cost him the game there. But Cowboys looked out of rhythm all game long. The Niners had their number. And I was shocked. I thought the Cowboys were going to go out there and roll through it. How we feel at the pot, uh, at the pub. pub <laughs> Struggling. Well, I think I saw Tony Dungy posted something about it. And it's like, you know, before you talk about one play, I got to pull this. I got to pull this up. But uh, he said, let's not forget about the Cowboys gave up 169 yards rushing. They gave up five sacks, completed less than 60% of their passes, ran only for 77 yards on their own, and committed 14 penalties. And, you know, and then it comes down to a fiasco like that. It, you know, as part of it is, I think we were all watching the same thing, is it's just terrible performance. And then the other piece of it is, you know, how many Cowboys memes we've seen of, like, classic Cowboys, like, in the playoffs. And you're thinking about, like, all these, like, you know, obviously, like, the Des no catch comes to mind. Um, you know, the Rodgers hitting – Jared Cook on the sideline, the Romo botch snap on the kick one, all those years ago. It's like it always falls apart, and it's always like one play that that then stands out in our minds. And it is crazy because I thought this Dallas team was loaded. I think they're, you know, you look at the youth on their team, they should be one of the top teams but I just don't know if they're cursed. I just I just think it's like it's just never going to work out for them. But I don't know I don't know how you guys feel about it. I I'm with you. I'm shocked, Jay. Any any thoughts on it? I think I mean, I think the Cowboys have a lot of potential. I think they have one of the best receiver rooms in the NFL. Like mm-hmm. they got a great running back, Zeke, and they have Pollard too. So they have a great old line. Uh you know, they don't have the best defense, but they still have a great defense, too. Like, they have some playmakers on defense like Diggs and other guys, Vander Esch. So, I mean. I just think Micah Parsons. Is, Micah. I think he's going to be a force oh, for the next, you know, 10 years. They better pay him some money. They better pay him some money. So, <laughs> well, they don't. Yeah, they don't have they to right yet. now. They, yeah, they can't yet. But if he has another season yeah. like this, I mean, he was all pro as a rookie. So, that's unheard of. Wild. For the most part. Him and Jamar. Crazy. Cool. Ah. Chef's kiss. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think Go my ahead, I think the most comical thing for me in all of this is like what what are the Cowboys gonna point to? Like like what Jalen just said, they have a, a tremendous roster. But you look at the stats that Evan said, and if you read that on paper, you say this team loses, and they were actually in the game till the very end. So it's like, okay, what do you point to? Do you point to like inept coaching? Like I, I don't think it, clearly there wasn't there wasn't. Um, it's got to be a culture. Per- it, it's a culture thing, I think. 
and, and I don't know how to explain it, but I like I felt the team that is the again, I'm thinking of the Rodgers pass to Jared Cook on the sideline that year. That Dallas team should have killed us. I mean, I think that was Dak. I think Dak and Zeke were rookies that year, and they were just flying on all cylinders. Yeah. And they just weren't into it. They just weren't into the game for like three quarters. And then they started to play well, and it looked like it could go to overtime, but the damage was done. And we were, and the Packers were able to, to make a play. And I feel like the same here is like the Niners, like in the fourth quarter, they started to kind of give it back. And it was just the weirdest fourth quarter because like it was, it was like it they was. get a first down, but then they wouldn't. And then they're inches short. Then they false start by the – it was like both teams were kind of giving it to each other, but the Cowboys had made way too many mistakes at that point Yeah, that it just – it really didn't matter. Well, yeah. well, I guess my point is like what – I mean, it's it's only going to get worse from here, right? I mean, they're thinking that – they're thinking that Kellen Moore is going to go, right, <laughs> offensive coordinator. Yeah. Like if they don't get it done now when the iron's hot – like when does the squad get it done? That's what I I don't exactly. get. Like, like people are like, like what's next for the Cowboys? Uh, like, is McCarthy's head rolling or like what's happening? Because I mean, if you haven't made it at this point with this squad, this elite roster, then when are you? And I feel like this has been the narrative for like the past sixteen years, <laughs> at yeah. least. You know, maybe longer. It's like every year. It's like this is our year. We're the Cowboys. We're hot, and then they just choke. They just absolutely choke in the playoffs, and it's just it is it's crazy. I've never seen a team do this more than them. Hmm. No, never. And I got a stat for you, and we'll move on from the Cowboys. But Tim, I thought you'd enjoy this. Playoff wins the last twenty-five seasons. Jake Delhomme, Trent Dilfer, five. Mark Sanchez, Brad Johnson, Colin Kaepernick, four, Cowboys, three. <laughs> it's wild. Jalen, you said you saw it, and it, yeah. it's, it's almost head-scratching. It's like, that's not Painful. that can't be true, right? Trent Dilfer? <laughs> wild. That's painful, man. <laughs> Very painful. Uh, well, moving on from that score, was there any other score that really jumped out to us? Anything we want to celebrate? Obviously, I'm celebrating who days breaking the 31-year curse there, defeating the Raiders. I don't care what happens from here on out. We won a playoff game in my lifetime. I can die happy. Yeah, I think I just – I was disappointed in those other games. It's just it was – there wasn't really a contest. Now, you know, the seven seeds, I was – you know, I, I took my chances on, on picking those seven <laughs> seeds. But I was, you know, I was kind of right about the Steelers. As I said, I think their D line can give the Chiefs trouble, and that was apparent, you know, in the in the first quarter, maybe up till about five minutes in the in the first half. But you know, you see the the first score of the game is the Steelers on a on a defensive touchdown. You know, T.J. Watt just single handedly again. I feel like T.J. Watt just single handedly keeps his team like gives him a chance and he made you know some early plays but i just thought that i mean one you know, the Steelers not being able to answer and then that rope that mahomes threw with like 19 seconds before the half it was just mm-hmm. ridiculous just rolling He's to his crazy. right rolling to He's his crazy. right hits kelsey it's just so yeah and then and then the other games you know 
were like that was the exciting thing of of the Steelers Chiefs. That was it. Is like the game was over by half, but it was at least a game. It felt like, but those other games they were over at halftime. Like they were just completely yeah. one sided. So I don't know. It's just it was a weird feeling for Super Wild Card Weekend. Wow. Jay, anything switch out stand out to you on any of the scoreboards here? Uh, I can't really see it like that. Um, oh yeah. Let's see if I make it bigger for you. <clears throat> there you go. Yeah, that uh that game last night, uh that was crazy too. I mean they were just firing all cylinders. But all the I think all the games were crazy though. It was yeah. just good to see some some good playoff football. I know it's only about to get better. So, yeah, this matchup is what's really just ah, ah, double chef's kiss. I'm excited for it. I think we're going to see one? a lot. I I think all of them are going to be really yeah. good. I'm a big offensive guy, so I love seeing points being scored. So, yeah, uh, let's make our picks here. If you guys are down for it, let's do it. Starting with Hootay Nation, Cincinnati Saturday, Tennessee Titans. Mm. This is tough. Tennessee, three and a half point five favorite there. Over under set forty seven. Who are we putting our money on here this weekend? Jalen, you're our guest, so you get to go first, then we'll go Matt Ten <laughs> and Fitz okay. and myself. It's tough, man, because I, I got guys on both the teams with Darrison yep. and uh and Akeem. Akeem. But I feel like the I feel like the Bengals have just been so hot lately, man. I, I gotta go with the Bengals. Yes, sir, Jay. That's what I'm talking I gotta about. Go with the Bengals. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going Bengals as well. Like the way uh, Joey B's playing, like mm-hmm. he's unstoppable right now. Give me the Bengals. It's hard not to pull for the Bengals at this point. Um, yeah, I'm Bengals all the way. Let's go. Yeah, I, I think this one, you know, the Bengals are very hot. Last week, you know, just kind of highlighted their run defense, and I thought they did a good job against Josh Jacobs. Not sure what that's going to look like against King Henry. I think it'll be an interesting matchup. I'm hoping to see uh, Tennessee really open it up with with the, with the their uh, premier back. But I don't know. Something's just giving me – I think the Titans got a chip on their shoulder. I, I think everyone's been sleeping on them. Mike Vrabel, I, I think he could easily be coach of the year. Yeah. And I think they've been there before. And, and Cincinnati, you know, they, they got the job done. Hecky, you kind of you, you kind of spoke maybe the feelings of of Bengals fans around. Like, I don't care what we do next. You know, we we've gotten the job done. Uh, I know Joey Joe Burrow didn't say that. He's kind of like on to the next game. Um, but you know, maybe against an experienced Titans team, they they just found her. But I think they're two great teams. It's going to be a good matchup, but I'll take the Titans, partly because I'm I'm going opposite of Devin's picks because I just I hated his picks that he that he texted us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Devin's picking. He originally picked Titans, then he flipped the script, said I'm going Bengals, and it's not a clean Bengals sweep, so I can live and breathe happy now. Cincinnati's getting the job done, baby. We're not stopping at one. That curse, it's gone. It's out of here. Destroy it. Hootay Nation gets the job done. Moving on to Saturday night's game. We got Rams and Bucks. We got an explosion of points possibly here. Tampa Bay, a heavy, heavy favorite at three points. Now, over under set 47 and a half, 46 and a half. Jay, who are you taking here? Statty or TB12? I would never, I would never bet against Brady. 
So I'm going with the Bucks. Oh, man. Um, I'm still not mentally healed from what the Buccaneers did against the Packers <laughs> last season. Uh, so, and I, I'm not, I'm not prepared for it. So, give me the Rams. I think Aaron Donald's going to find Tom Brady, choke him out, throw him on the ground. Give me the Rams. Wild scene. I was impressed to see Cam Akers back for the Rams. I yeah. think that's the one thing they've been missing is the running game, and he's he's doing his job. So that's he's kind of an X factor. It feels like the Rams could go on a run, but I, I do there's a part of me, the Cardinals just were that bad. Uh so this is this is gonna be a true test for the Rams. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go against Tom Brady. I, I think that they are poised. I think he will find a way. Again, Matty Stafford, kind of like with the, the Bengals, is mission accomplished. I got my playoff win. Uh, there's a little bit of hesit- hesitancy now, or maybe uh, maybe he's sleeping a little bit. Yeah, I'm just – I'm making up shit. <laughs> but I'm just going to take – I'll take the Bucks. I'll lock the Bucks. in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Staddy gets his first playoff win in 13 seasons, well-deserved. Much like Joey B, though, it's on the next one. It's business as usual. Tim, as a Detroit fan, you all need this. Just Stafford needs that sunset going off Super Bowl champion. It's Luke Skywalker, Skywalker versus Darth Vader TB12. First time around, you get that hand cut off, though. I'm going TB12. Mm. Wow. Sorry. Bills, Chiefs, once again, I think we're going to see a lot of points being poured on the scoreboard here. Uh, Kansas City, two-point favorite, over under set 56. Who do we take? Uh, I think I'm most excited for this game right here, man. Uh, But I think I'm going with the sleeper pick. I'm going with the Bills this time, man. I feel like – I have a feeling that Josh Allen is going to have a really good game, man. I mean, KC's defense isn't – that good, in my opinion. I think that the the Bills go out there and and put up some points and beat them. I'm going like I'm gonna guess like 42 to like 31. That's my guess. I like that. Bills. That's one hell of a game. Yeah, I'm going Bills as well. Uh, Joshy Allen was unbelievable against the Pats. Um, give me the give me the Bills. I'm going the Chiefs. Uh, they kind of feel like they got their mojo and, and it's watching the game you you kind of know okay what what crazy plays Mahomes about to do oh he found Kelsey again uh, I just don't know if the Bills can stop it so I'm going the Chiefs yeah so Bills are their number one defense in terms of points against and total offense the, the question is that it's like who have they played when you look at their division and some of those early games, I don't know. You know, yeah, you can be the number one defense, but have they played against some premier teams? And I think they, even though they did play the Chiefs earlier this year, that was just a different Chiefs team. Um, so I don't, I'm, I'm not sure. I think it's going to be a great battle, but my gut just tells me the Chiefs. I, I just don't think the Bills have seen enough to really be the true top defense. And and I think the Chiefs can actually walk through pretty easily. Chiefs. Both these teams looked really good last round. I mean, putting up tons of points. You know, I think it's going to come down to the fourth quarter. Mahomes driving down the field, game-winning drive here. Might be 40 
38 or something. They're down by two. They need to march down the field right before they get to field goal line, right before the clock runs out. Jackson Mahomes runs out of the field, makes a TikTok <laughs> on midfield, and here comes Josh Allen, puts him through a <laughs> table. Give me Bill's Mafia. Let's go. Mafia. <laughs> Last game. San Francisco 49ers, Green Bay Packers. Packers, six-point favorite over us at 47 and a half. Got two Green Bay fans in here. So, Jalen, pick wisely. Discount double-check all day. Man. I'm going with the Green Bay Packers. My boy is Shamar Jean Charles up there. About to get his first playoff victory. I got the Green Bay Packers all day, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Give me the Green Bay Packers. I mean, I've always taken the Packers, and I will take them again. I'm going cheese heads on this one. Give me the Packers. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people saying this could be a nightmare matchup for the Packers. Jimmy G in that offense, they like to control the clock. Uh, it's a it's a team that's had our number in the playoffs for what seems forever, even back to the to the Favre days. But it's all business in Green Bay. If we truly are the best team, nobody can stop us. We can only stop ourselves. And I think I think we're going to be focused. It's going to be in the low single digits in Lambeau Field. Mm. So I'm going to take the Packers. Yeah, Jalen, I like the confidence there. You didn't you didn't hesitate for a second. Discount <laughs> oh, double check. I'm betting the stack, baby, with the Green oh, Bay no, Packers. No, no, Let's no, go. no. <laughs> we're not betting house. on this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well – Mr. Jalen Virgil, I can't thank you enough for hopping on the pub here. Uh, we know you're busy. You're getting ready for the draft yes, and all that wonderful stuff, man. We wish you nothing but the best of luck. If we can ever help you here at the pub, don't hesitate to reach out to us. But we cannot thank you enough for hopping on with us, man. Thank y'all for having me, man. It was a pleasure for sure. Anytime. Anything you want to give a quick shout out before you bounce? Um, I can't think of anything, man. I, I, just appreciate, I appreciate y'all for having me, man. It was, it was, it was an awesome time, and I'll definitely be tuning in to y'all's episode. Y'all, y'all, some, y'all some funny dudes, man. So appreciate y'all having me. Hey, we appreciate you, man, and, yep. and we just can't thank you enough, and take care, brother. Thank you. Later. Thanks, man. Great talking yep. to you. See you, buddy. Yo, great conversation. Great dude. Can't thank him enough for hopping on. I was just so happy we got him on because – Ever since he took the house, that kickoff back uh, from Miami, it's like, we got to get this dude on now. And we found out. Devin Hester-esque. I love it. Uh, one thing we forgot to do, and we'll go to Matt's footy corner real quick. Spud to stud. Stud to spud. Anybody come to mind for you? Yes. Ooh. <laughs> Straight in. Kyler Murray. What a spud. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Dunk, man. I mean, he was thinking – plays that you thought he was back in high school and you're just like this guy was going from mvp talk to throwing a pick six like and his ends it's weird it was just weird he's my spot of the week i agree with you i agree i've got a couple of spots so many spots i'm like an <laughs> irish farmer um, so one hand i want to say dak prescott because he went for 20 or 39 um, had an absolute appalling game. Um, and then also want to say Bill Belichick. Oh. I mean, uh, allowing uh, the Bills, putting 47 points on you. Um, Josh Allen literally ran the game itself, you know. They didn't – did you see the stat with uh, the Bills uh, didn't punt or attempt a field goal? It's ridiculous. Like, how could you 
let that happen. Supposedly defensive all time great. Sorry, defensive coach all time great, but yeah, got absolutely stomped on by the Bills. Yeah, a, a perfect offensive outing. We haven't seen it in the playoffs. I'm gonna say my spud. Uh Eagles offense. <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles, all I heard about was this run game. And I was excited to see them just give the Bucks a different look. And they just it was just atrocious. It was one of the worst offensive performances I've seen. I mean, I know penalties were killing them, and that's that's never gonna win you a ball game. But when I see Devonta Smith wide open and you can't figure out how to get him the ball, I'm just like, what do you do? Like your best player is playing his tail off and you haven't even figured out how to throw the ball further than four yards. So it was just that for me, there was just a lot of things. I was like, this could be a ball game, but this is purely like offensive unit, just not getting it done, not taking chances, playing very elementary, basic football. And I was just very frustrated watching that game. Let me stir the pot real quick. And this could be a dumb statement. Jalen Hurts, do you move on from him? Honestly, that's not a crazy take. Uh, and I thought, you know, I, I've had I, – I thought he was going to be a decent pick here um, just when he was drafted. I thought it was a sleeper pick. I thought this can be perfect. He He's not progressing well. And – yeah, that's that's not going to win you playoff games. That kind of offense. It may get you a spot when you play in the NFC East, but you're not going any further than that. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's a fair – I mean, are you, you saying – that's a fair assessment? I, I, I don't of Jalen. I mean, do you think Justin Herbert's a bad quarterback now because he didn't make the playoffs? Like, he, he actually got in the dance, well, partially. But Jalen got them there. And Herbert didn't. So, like, would you? Put I don't Herbert- know. If, I don't know if Hertz necessarily got him there. I think their their schedule was pretty favorable. I think their defense probably did a lot of the work. I think their ground game did the work, and maybe even part of it. They got away from the run game in this game. They just, I don't know. It, it, it was just a bad. They didn't deserve to be there. I'll put it that way. Like I'm partly scratching my head because of the you know the hole they added two more teams of the playoffs and both those games were just unwatchable. And I'm just like, why did we add, why did we take away the bye weeks? Why did we add two more teams? They don't deserve to be there. Yeah. I even listened to the Philadelphia uh, radio broadcast because my Wi-Fi went out and those guys just listening to the Philly guys talk about it. They're like uh, great use of the word hodgepodge. They're like, offensive line. This is just a hodgepodge mess. I don't even know what we're doing. And I was just dying. It was so funny. Well, it's like Tim, I'm gonna play a little devil's advocate for you. Just Air Bear, 5,000 yards, 38 tutties, 15 interceptions. Jalen Hurts. 3,000 yards, 16 tutties, and nine interceptions. So, Air Bear deserves to be in a conversation there. Hurts, uh, I don't know. Yeah. But I hear what you're saying. You can't base off one playoff game because he actually played in the playoffs. Yeah, and, I mean, coming from a team who hasn't made the playoffs and won a game in 31 years, um, (laughs) I think any playoff appearance should be greatly valued. So, I'm also not – putting this on Jalen Hurts. I'm putting this on probably more on coaching and just offensive schemes and 
you know, it's just a poor effort on the offense in general with penalties, with penalties on the offensive line, with coaching and play calling and like being indecisive. Like everything's like a screen. Like they're just throwing screens to wide receivers. I'm like, are you going to run? Like, are we just going to, are we going to pound the rock? Or are we going to hit some deep shots? It, it just didn't work. And yeah. every time they had a big play holding and it was just like, this is, this is just a mess. It was, it was just a nightmare. Well, you guys got a lot of spuds. So I'm let you harvest those potatoes. I got one spud for you. Uh, and I'll probably, I got the one stud. I'll probably be the spud trying to pronounce his last name here. <laughs> Coach Basaccia from the Raiders. Dude, I think he won himself a job here. I think he did enough with the Raiders, with that dysfunctional Raiders organization that it is. This man deserves to be head coach. I mean, for what he did to get this team in the playoffs, for them to battle the whole playoff game against us, I think he deserves to be my spud of the week. He just looks like a coach. He looks he like he, look. he's a premier coach. Yeah. Gruden never had that. <laughs> Gruden was drinking Coronas by the beach. He's finding his his beach. <laughs> uh, anybody else to add to our list? Nope. And listeners, watchers, if I mispronounce the name, make sure you tell me because, honestly, I was winging it. All right, Matt, your footy corner real quick. You got some three games for us. Two games, one breaking news, and one future game for us. So I'm excited for your picks here. What do you got for us? Okay, so we'll start off with the big game that happened um, Saturday at uh, the early kickoff on Saturday Manchester City versus Chelsea, first versus second. Chelsea needed a win to get back into the title race because really, in the last month, Man City have racked win after win after win. And they're killing this league now. You know, in November, I was saying that this could be the most exciting title race of all time. And now Man City are nine points clear and they beat Chelsea on the weekend. And Chelsea drew tonight as well. So, um, Man City absolutely killing us. They are unbelievable. They just it looks like they're going to win the league again. Um, Chelsea have been really defunct. Haven't scored scoring any goals at all. Um, yeah, that's that. That's that game. Like it was just wasn't a great game for Chelsea. They haven't been playing well. They need to get sorted, you know. And there's questions over the coach's position, even though they he won in the Champions League last year. Yeah, this is Chelsea. Chelsea sacked their manager after literally a year or two, despite how good they are. It's ridiculous. Matt, two things. Love the way you use defunct. Yeah. Absolutely killing it. Put it into my vocab now. Mm. And then second thing, Man City, betting on them every weekend apparently because they're oh. just rolling. Yeah, always always better Man City. They have won, I want to say, the last nine or ten games. Um. Yeah, just put that in a, as a parlay. Put Man City and then put like a, a good team at home and they should always come in. Like, they are unstoppable. I love it. Speaking of bets, you want to talk about your other game you had? Oh, yeah. So, for the listeners who listen, uh, who didn't listen last week, um, Slate had 11 grand riding on this game with the pub parlay for the week beforehand, but he picked the Royal Wolves game. Um yeah, and Wolves won 3-1, but it wasn't as plain sailing as it sounds. Um, 
Wolves got a penalty in the first half. Uh, uh, Jimenez uh, tucks it away. And then... um, uh, Who scored in the second? Anyway, the Wolves scored in the 65th minute. And I was like, okay, they're cruising now. They're absolutely cruising. This this should come in. This should be brilliant. And I'm watching this while I'm watching my game. I've travelled two hours to watch my team play. But I'm looking at the Wolves game because it's more exciting. And then in the 85th minute, James Ward-Prowse gets a free kick for Southampton. He is probably the most, probably the best free kick taker in all the football in the world right now. He scored 12 free kicks in the Premier League at second, only behind David Beckham. And this free kick was unbelievable. He's, he's what they call a knuckleball, where you kick the ball with like the knuckles of your toes and it swerves in the air. And as it, Looks like it's going to swerve towards the keeper. It takes off and swerves towards the top corner. Unbelievable goal. And that makes it 2 1. And then in the 87th minute, Southampton hit the post. And then in the 91st minute, Southampton have a cracking chance to equalise and the keeper saves it. But literally, two minutes after that, Wolves break after a Southampton attack. And Adamoa Tromore, um, I butchered that name, didn't I? Uh, scores the winner, three-one, and Slate wins eleven grand. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, I, I, I asked him what he was doing. He said he was celebrating hard again, pissed right up. And I, I don't blame him <laughs> whatsoever because, I mean, if you just won eleven grand, I wouldn't. That's exactly the same thing I'd be doing. I mean, to bet fifty dollars and to win eleven k, it's just it's unheard of. The man deserves it. He's playing a wedding and whoops in the chat, baby. Let's go. Yeah, and then oh oh, there goes my Ooh, camera. Too excited. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. One <laughs> more thing: happens. Slate is now a Wolves fan for life. So there we go. And he does have to go streaking. He did say yep. that. Oh, streaking. <laughs> <Correct>. so... <laughs> and then Matt, there was one more news for us. Uh, so Everton manager Rafi Rafa Benitez uh, was sacked uh, at the start of this week after they lost to Norwich, who are terrible to one. Um, Rafi, Rafa Benitez made his like name in football by managing Liverpool and like winning the Champions League with them. Liverpool Everton like the, are the fiercest rivalries. Both teams and you know in Liverpool, it's like Bill Belichick getting leaving the Pats and then going to join the Jets or something or the Bills. It just doesn't feel right. It just doesn't sit well, you know. And this managerial position never fitted well. It never did anything. Uh, Rafa Benitez in his term, he sacks the uh, head of medical, the head of scouting, uh, the director of football, uh, and he also was forced to get rid of the women's coach as well. It was very weird, very odd. He sacked a lot of people. He's ruined that club. And um, who's going to be in charge next? Some guy called Wayne Rooney is tips to come along. Hello. Uh, Exactly. Um, I spoke. I reached out to T. Henny because he's a big Everton fan, and he said he wants Rooney. Um, Rooney started his career at Everton all those years ago, and uh, yeah, Rafa will be back. Well, no, Wayne Rooney might be back. I love it. Love to see Wayne Rooney get back mm. coaching. That doesn't seem like it happens a whole lot. Usually, there's a big gap of years before a player comes back and coaches. To me, I mean, he's just getting off. The, the pitch there and now turning into coaching role. That doesn't seem very common. Yeah. So he's currently managing a team called Derby County in the championship in the league below. Yeah. And they're in a terrible state. They've got no money. 
Um, they have had points deductions off them because they've literally got no money. Uh, but he's doing a good job of them. So it's interesting to see. It's interesting to see how that will go. But there we go. And finally, going forward, looking forward, we've got a, a London derby game, which is on... Da, 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 da. It is the late kickoff on the Sunday, so 11 o'clock uh, Eastern time. Chelsea v, Sp- uh, Chelsea v Spurs at Tottenham. Um, both teams are going really well. Well, sorry, Chelsea don't go well, but Spurs are going really well. However, these two teams played in a cup match a week and a half ago, and Chelsea beat them. So this is a bit interesting. Um, I'm thinking Spurs... I think Spurs have enough to get past them. Uh, I think Spurs are going to win. Should be quite a good game. I reckon it's going to be like a 2-1, 3-1 sort of interesting, tactically interesting game with two different philosophies of football being played. So, yeah, keep an eye out for that. I like it. I like it. Good deal. All right, boys, pub pub parlay, and then we'll get out of here. Cue that little scrappy. Let's go to work. Nope, wrong music. All right. Anybody want to start us off on the pub parlay? It's our turn to win 11K as the pub here. <laughs> I got one. I got a Take banger it. for you boys. A <laughs> banger. Let's go Rams over the Buccaneers. Count it. <laughs> I'm betting against Brady. I love it. I love it. I hate him. I love it. Let's go! I'm going to go college hoops. I'm taking number 12, Kentucky, over number two, Auburn. Auburn's only lost one game this year. It's to UConn. But I think UK has a little statement to make about who owns the SEC. So I'm taking Kentucky on the road. Don't hate it. Okay, I'm going to play a little safe. Uh, Give me Arsenal to beat Burnley on Sunday. Okay, I'm here for it. Oh, man. I was going to take a safe pick. I was going to pick the Canes over the Devils this Saturday. I'm going to stay with it. Let's just be safe here. Canes over Devils Saturday. Uh, now Devin doesn't have one. Do we want to make a, a a fifth bet in his name and his honor this week? Put Wolverhampton down. Wolverhampton <laughs> doesn't matter. Send them. <laughs> Ride Wolves. They're playing. <laughs> we riding them. They're playing Brentford away, who are on a bad run of form as well. So put Wolverhampton in. Hey, let's go. I'm here for it. Let's go make some money this weekend, boy. Devin's about to be a Wolves fan. He's, he's, he's told life. me he's getting a jersey, so unbelievable. <laughs> yes. oh <my> God. <laughs> that is awesome. All right. Does anybody have a random question? I've got one. Not sure if it's great, but do you guys have one? I've got one, but I'm not sure it's great either. <laughs> <laughs> what you get? Okay, so I'll give you a backstory of this before I ask the question. So it's the Queen's Platinum Jubilee, which means she's 70 years on the throne. Um, and for the celebrations of it all, the Crown has come out and it's they've asked the public um, to create a dessert in honour of the Queen, which celebrates the, the Queen or the how she's reigned or whatever. Uh, I 
how would what does that would you make? Mm. I like it. I can let it live. My mind went to Great British Baking Show. I'm trying to think. <laughs> there we go. What? Dude, I'm trying on the right tracks already. Made. Yeah, I'm trying to think what they made. They made like some kind of like marble cakes at one point, but I don't. I don't know. How okay. about a nice thick fruit cake? Mm. <laughs> I like it. I, like it. I mean, isn't that what old people like? That's very true. That's very true. I mean, you pop out the dentures and like <laughs> get your gums on like all the fruit in there. And <laughs> that was rude. <laughs> uh, Oh man! So, not gonna lie, don't know what this is, but I just looked up top ten Great Britain. Uh, hold on, I don't want to mis- misquote it. It's from Good Food Top Ten Retro British Desserts. Ooh. Okay. And this name, it, it just—I have to do it for the Queen. It's called Spotted Dick. <laughs> oh my gosh! You get some type of blueberry muffin-looking like thing, and then some pudding, some steam pudding. Yeah, we're making that for. Her. You know. Uh... <laughs> A spotted dick is probably something that she used to call Prince Philip. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Oh, I just thought I want. So you know how Dairy Queen they they do the royal blizzards where it's like a blizzard, oh. but they like they they put the whatever it is right in the middle. Like if you choose like chocolate filling or vanilla or whatever, they just kind of put it like in the middle. I think even cheesecake. You have like cheesecake filling. So you have a royal blizzard cake like because they did they did like the ice cream cakes at a uh, dairy queen so i think you gotta have like a cake that has ice cream in it but then has like the filling in it so like a, a chocolate or like a custard or or whatever like a even a cheesecake filling i don't know if that would work a cake in a cake but but that's where i'm at a royal blizzard ice cream cake Sounds all sounds great. I'm sure she'll love it. Um, the Queen uh, loves corgi dogs, so why it would just be a cake in the shape of a corgi, just straight up. <laughs> straight I like up. it. I'm here for it. Hey, great show, great guest with Jalen Virgil. I can't thank him enough for hopping on. And boys, we killed it once again. The pub taking off. Listeners, make sure you share, subscribe, all that good stuff, and uh, drink some beer, bet on some sports. Tell my wife Claudia happy 29th birthday on thursday make sure you give her a shout out there and uh we'll catch you guys next tuesday bye have a wonderful time see ya (laughs) in a bit go well happy 29 29 russell douglas year the big two nine two nine watch out for that cougar